Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. Our vertical relationship, which we often say we talk about having a vertical and a horizontal relationship. We think about our vertical relationship as being our relationship directly with God, that personal sort of intimate relationship that we have with God. And we talk about our vertical or our horizontal relationship with the people around us, our families, our church community, our neighbors. But we must realize that If our vertical relationship is with God, our horizontal relationship is also with God. We can't compartmentalize the two. We can't have health in one and sickness in the other. Effectually, they are the same thing. You are Christ to me, and I Christ to you. God is found in the connection between people. And if that connection is toxic, well, God is not found in toxicity. That space between people, if it's a void, it's a source of unhappiness and strife. And we can't have an unhealthy relationship this way and have a healthy relationship this way. It just doesn't work. In our epistle this morning, taken from St. Paul's letter to the Colossians, out of chapter 3, he's addressing throughout the whole chapter relationships, different relationships in our lives and how we should treat one another. First, he talks about the church community, and that's in our reading today in verses 12 through 18. In the verses immediately following today's reading, he goes on to address wives and husbands, children and servants, basically the domestic church. There's a phrase in verse 14 from our reading which profoundly expresses how important our unity is. It says, but above all these things, well that right there tells you it's important, but above all these things, now he had just given a list of Christian Christian virtues, humility, meekness, forgiveness, but above these things, all these things, he says, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. That phrase, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. This is very carefully worded by St. Paul to express a great mystery. It's no surprise that numerous, in fact, probably most translations of the scriptures into English can't seem to resist the temptation to demystify this phrase and mistranslate it. (laughs) Most of them, not the good King James, which, you know, St. Paul himself used, (laughs) but most translations translate this passage as the bond of perfect unity instead of the bond of perfection. The bond of perfect unity. And it doesn't have quite the same meaning. In the demystified translation, St. Paul's meaning is obscured. 
the bond of perfect unity. The word unity doesn't occur in the Greek. It's the bond of perfection, teleos. It's actually a derivative of teleos. If he's speaking of a perfect unity, then unity is one thing among many that could be perfect. I mean, you could have a perfect souffle. You could have a perfect math score. You could have a perfect hair day. You could have a perfect anything. Or maybe an imperfect unity. You have a perfect unity and imperfect unity. But that's not what he's saying here. He's not speaking of a perfect versus an imperfect unity. And the addition of this word, a perfect unity instead of a bond of perfection, which is what it should be and is, it removes the sort of poetical and mystical way that Paul is trying to express a very grand truth. The bond of perfect unity, that phraseology, it turns the reason for our existence into almost a moralistic endeavor, an accomplishment. We're going to accomplish the bond of perfect unity through a lot of hard work. Now, don't get me wrong, morals are important. <laughs> and morals are a very important part of achieving that perfection. But the morals themselves are not the perfection. The correct translation, again, is put on love. Above all, put on love which is the bond of perfection. So as I said, this word for perfection comes from teleos. And teleos, as you might know, is the word that talks about our end, our completion, the goal of our life, the perfection, our completeness. It's reaching the fullness of that for which you were created. It's the ultimate. It's, it's the why of your existence. It's the description of the fullness of being itself. God is supernal being. Our teleos is to be caught up into God's divine life and experience the fullness of life and the fullness of being. And the message of St. Paul expressed in this phrase is very profound until you mistranslate it as the perfection of unity. Love is the bond of perfection which is really a triple redundancy, if you think about it. Love is the bond, and the bond is perfection. And love is the perfection. He's saying the same thing. All three words mean the same thing. This is your teleos, that you achieve perfection. On that we can all agree. We are to be perfect, as our Heavenly Father is perfect, which is to be fully alive, also another way of saying it, and this is the glory of God, according to St. Irenaeus, the man fully alive. Well, this is our perfection, and this perfection is the bond of love. That's how important our relationships are. <laughs> Through the bond of love is our perfection. Perfection is the bond of love. Bond and love are the same thing. Which he says, he says, love is your bond. It's all the same. Love, bond, and perfection. Love is a bond, and perfection is to be bonded in love. And the only happiness that we're ever going to find is if we are bonded to God in love, and thus made perfect. In order to be bonded to God in love and made perfect, we have to be bonded in love to one another to the church, 
to the relationships that God has placed us in. That's how important our community, the church, is. Our Christian faith consists in our horizontal relationships. Now, this obviously doesn't mean that we're not going to have conflict in this life. And we can't control how other people treat us. It doesn't mean that life consists in, you know, holding hands around the campfire and singing kumbaya all the time. In fact, just the opposite. This message implies that the ideal for which we strive is very difficult. A great struggle and challenge, in fact. And there are obstacles at every turn. In our gospel, to bring that into our story, in our gospel, Jesus made it clear that the enemy has sown tares in the field. And Jesus has also made it clear that he has no intention of separating the tares from the wheat until the final day, until the end, which means there are tares and wheat growing up together. That's an uncomfortable thing. So we can just stop right now being surprised. Let's all just stop being surprised when we encounter tares. And especially stop being resentful about it. Because this is the wisdom and mercy of God. It just is. The fact that he's letting the tares and the wheat grow up together is the wisdom and the mercy of God. And being resentful about it is sort of shaking our little fist in God's face, saying, you don't know what you're doing. So we need to accept it and trust him. I mean, maybe you could have been a tear at some point. Just thank God he didn't pluck you out and toss you into the fire. <laughs> God's ways are not our ways. We have to trust him. Trust him to run his world. And he runs it, we can be assured, in our best interest. In the meantime, our focus is to love one another. And through this bond of love that we express one to another, which is not so easy to do, we will realize our perfection. To do this, Paul tells us in this passage, that first of all, we have to reach deep into our hearts. The word is in your guts, really. Some, I think King James translates it as bowels, but it's your liver and your intestines and stomach and all of it. Get down into your guts and you've got to pull out, you've got to reach down in there, and you've got to find compassion for one another. We've got to have empathy, pity for one another, and compassion. Not indifference. You know, we can get so preoccupied with ourselves, we sort of make ourselves the center of the universe. We have no time or thought or compassion for others. We're just apathetic and indifferent. Well, we are responsible. This is not just an emotion that overwhelms us outside of our control. We are responsible for finding that compassion for others. We can develop it by praying for people, interceding, doing acts of kindness and generosity, just taking time to spend time with people. We can develop this compassion, and we have that responsibility. Out of this compassion, he says, there comes kindness. We begin to see people in a different light. We pity them. We have pity for people. There's a gentleness that accompanies the way that we relate to people, even difficult people, even people we find difficult. There's patience. And we want above all else to see them healed and happy 
and at peace in their life? And if there's any chance of this working out in both directions, because there's always two directions when you have people, it's reciprocal. If there's any chance of this actually working, he adds, you can't just have compassion, mercy, kindness, gentleness. That's great. That's good. But we all know the truth of things. We live it every day, right? It's not so easy. He says, you also, if that's going to work, you're going to have to also exercise humility and meekness and long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another as Christ has forgiven you. Why does he add that? Well, I don't think we need to be told. We could all tell one another why he adds that. As wonderful as compassion and tenderness and kindness all sound, the reality is, is that we all, we all at times get angry and offended. Sometimes we bicker. Sometimes we say things we shouldn't. Sometimes we're ambitious, envious, fearful, self-centered. We all struggle with these sins in our life and they affect our relationships. And so if kindness is going to have its way and flourish, then we've got to get really good at humbling ourselves when we mess up. At showing meekness. That goes the other way. Meekness is essentially, think of meekness essentially as patience. Patient enduring. When you're in a difficult situation with another person, to be meek means to patiently endure the situation without lashing out, without pouncing, without getting angry, venting your, unleashing your anger on another person, but to patiently endure it. And while you're patiently enduring, to search for kindness for the other person. Finally, he says that if we screw all that up, well, we must learn how to forgive one another. <laughs> so we've always got that. There's a safety net in our relationships. There's a safety net, and it's called forgiveness. Because sometimes we're not meek, we're not patiently enduring. Sometimes we just go ahead and, you know, shoot the other person, you know, with our words. Well, then we have to forgive, and we have to practice forgiveness. If perfection is by definition the bond of love, it is the many, the many becoming one in Christ. This is the very teleos, the very reason for our existence and our happiness. And Paul tells us the way to get there, the difficult path to get there, is through compassion for one another, kindness, and practicing humility, which comes through obedience, by the way, meekness, which comes through patience, and forgiving when we fail at the aforementioned. If we do this and we practice this life, one with another, consistently, in faith, trusting, we will realize within our community and in our families, our domestic churches and our church church, we will realize a great joy in our hearts. This will be the source of our joy. It is a blessed thing when brethren dwell together in unity. This bond of love is our perfection, both in this life and the life to come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.